This is Jacquette Timmons, and welcome to The Hub. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and the math of money so that you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you fall on the income or wealth spectrum. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmons. On today's episode, we're going to talk about money by design. By way of background, I work as a financial behaviorist, and I do a lot of coaching with singles, couples, and entrepreneurs, and I'm going to suspect that you were just like them, meaning that you use money every day in some way, shape, or form, you make decisions and choices about money every day in some way, shape, or form, and you take action. And if you think about it, there are really only four broad things that you can do with your money. Earn it, save it, invest it, and spend it. And yet there's probably a very particular way in which you do that. I refer to that as your financial fingerprint, and we all have one. So just close your eyes for a quick moment if you're not driving, or just think about, even just this week, what did you do with your money? What choices did you make? What was the first thing that you did when you got paid, whether you work as an employee or you are self-employed and you actually have to pay yourself? Because that is giving you a snapshot into your current financial fingerprint. And if you are like most people, I'm going to suspect that you approach and use your money in a way called by default. What, by, what is by default? By default means that you take the money that comes in, you make decisions about saving it, investing it, and spending it, and you probably do all of that after you've paid your bills. And there's nothing wrong with that. We have been doing it for many, many generations. I just think that there's a better way. And that better way says, let's do this by design. And when you do it by design, what you are basically saying is, this is how much I want to save because this is what I want money to do for me. This is how I want to invest my money because this is what I want money to do for me. This is how I want to spend my money because this is the lifestyle that I want to have. And then you are prompted with the question, well, what do I need to earn to make that happen? And if you notice, there's a huge, even just energetic difference between asking the question, what do I need to earn to make saving, investing, and spending happen versus the money comes in and you just save what's what's left over after you've spent it, after you've uh, perhaps invested it by contributing into your 401k plan. One is much more proactive and the other is much more reactive. And what I really want people to do more of is spend a little bit more time inching more and more in the direction of using their money by design. And that way, you're much more strategic. You uh, end up being a little bit more creative. And I don't mean artistically, but just in terms of the way in which you think and approach money. You end up um, practicing a little bit more discipline because the questions, the challenges, and the problems that you will face when you are living more by design with intention are very, very, very different than when you are living by default. And so this is more money by design is a more expansive way of approaching money and it puts you actually 
more in control, more in control of your experiences, more in control of your results, simply because you are taking control of your choices. As folks know, I always say you don't manage money as much as it is that you manage your choices about money. And when you're living more by design, that's you stepping into your role as the person making the choices and not being controlled by your choices. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do as a uh, an assignment. I want you to draw a circle and draw that circle, take up as much space as you possibly can on the piece of paper, divide it into four quadrants so that you have a vertical line and a horizontal line. And then here's how I want you to label it. Label the upper left-hand uh, quadrant earn. So think of that as between nine and 12. Label the upper right-hand quadrant save. So that's between 12 and three. Label the up, I'm sorry, the lower right hand invest. So that's between three and six. And then the space that remains between six and nine, that's spend. So again, if we're doing it as a recap, earn upper left, save upper right, invest lower right, spend lower left. And here are some questions for you to ask yourself and to write down as you're filling out this. For me, it's the exercise is called the financial wheel as you're filling out the financial wheel exercise. With savings, how much money do you want to save in the next 30 days? Not how much can you save in the next 30 days? How much do you want to save? So this is really an exercise in you uh, waving the magic wand and having these numbers be whatever you want them to be. So how much do you want to save in the next 30 days? How much money do you want to say you've saved in the next year, next 12 months? And then think of the oldest person that you know. For me, it's Mrs. J and she's 98 years old. Imagine yourself at the age of the oldest person that you know, and then think about over the course of your lifetime, what's the amount of money that you want to be able to say you have saved? It doesn't have to be the amount that's available to you in that moment, but over the course of time, what's that amount of money? So that's in save. 30 days, next 12 months, and by the time you reach the age of the oldest person that you know. And I realize that this may seem like, oh, this came out of nowhere. How do I know that these numbers are right? It's not about the numbers being right. It's about you having specificity about some numbers. And when you go back and you answer the question, why? Why that number for 30 days? Why that number for 12 months? Why that number when you are in your golden years? You will actually have a better understanding of what makes those numbers important to you. So that takes care of save. When it comes to investing, investing is all about building wealth. And wealth is really simplistically nothing more than owning more than what you owe. And so typically when we think about building assets and building wealth, we're talking about investing in the stock market, whether that's through your 401k or other retirement plan or outside of that. We're thinking of that through um, owning a business or multiple businesses perhaps, and maybe even owning um, income producing real estate. And those are all things that we should be aiming for and having as much of as we possibly can. But I actually want us to expand the definition of investing. And I want you to think about people and causes, the people in your life that you want to be able to support and the causes that you want to be able to support. Maybe you are already supporting those people. Maybe there are others that are on your radar. So the way that I like to give instructions on this section is 
think of at least one person, but no more than three. And maybe it's a family member who's going to college and you want to help them to defray some of their college expenses. Maybe it's someone that's starting a business or looking to take their business to a new level and they could use a cash infusion and you really believe in their business model and their ability to grow it. So you want to invest in that. Or maybe you know someone that is unwell or elderly and unwell and they have really expensive prescription costs and you want to help to defray that. So think of, again, either one person, no more than three, how much money would you want to give them? How much money would you want to give them for five years? And it doesn't have to be the same amount for each person. On the flip side, when it comes to charity and, and philanthropic endeavors, maybe you're already giving money to the organizations that are important to you. If so, how much more would you give to them? If not, is there an organization that's on your radar that you would like to give money to, um, but you aren't or you're not able to give as much as you would like. Who are those organizations? How much money would you want to give them each year for the next five years? And again, why? And the reason for five years is because five years represents a business cycle, an economic cycle. And you want to be in a position where you can give that dollar amount, regardless of what is going on more broadly in the economy. So we've talked about save, we've talked about invest. Now let's talk about spend. Here, we're not so focused so much on a dollar amount, but just simply looking at your lifestyle and looking at what would be different if money were not an issue. What would you do differently? Where would you go? What would you buy? Um, how would you spend your time? What experiences would you have? So if you're already living your best life, fabulous. How much more fabulous would it be? But if you're not quite there yet, um, again, if money were not an issue, what would you do differently? And then that brings us back to earn. And for earn, there are actually two ways that we can approach this. If you work as an employee, think about it from the standpoint, if you were to go in tomorrow and renegotiate your compensation, what would you ask for? Why would you ask for that? What do you want to earn five years from now? What do you want to say that you have earned over the course of your lifetime when you reach the age of the oldest person that you know? If you own a business or self-employed in some capacity, what do you want your business to earn in the next uh, year? And what do you want to be paying yourself? Because they ought to be different. <laughs> and what do you want to be paying yourself? What about five years from now? And again, the same question from a longevity standpoint, what do you want to say your business has earned as well as what you have earned once you are in your golden years? If you recall, the way that I gave you the instructions for drawing the financial wheel, we started with earn, but the question sequence, we started with save. And that was on purpose, and that ties into the whole conversation around living by design and living by default. What you've done with doing this financial wheel exercise, with going on this journey of wanting to live more by design with your money, is you've created your financial vision. And what you have done by mapping this out is said, these are the things that I want. These are the things that are important to me. And as a result, these are going to have to be some of the trade-offs that I'm going to need to make to make it happen. So do the financial wheel. Let us know what you think and share with us some of your ahas and takeaways. I'm Jacques Timmons, and you can follow me on Instagram, and that's J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E, Timmons, T-I-M-M-O-N-S. And until next time, remember, it's more than money. Oh,